Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm the host, Rodrigo Ballone. This episode, we have a guest that's here to shake up the fashion world. She has an app that eliminates the stressful and time-consuming aspects that come with shopping for clothes. By sending a personal stylist to your house in less than an hour with a wardrobe that was picked just for you. Let's welcome the founder and CEO of Boone and Gable, Diane Laviglio. How are you today? Great, great. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm glad to have you on. Diane, what I like about your journey so far is that you're currently in the fashion slash software space. But you started your career in renewable and sustainable energy. At one point, you were actually developing a strategy to increase the number of green roofs in your city. What was your mindset coming out of school and what caught your interest about green energy? Yeah, so I went to school for, I went to Carnegie Mellon for architecture and anthropology and really focused on sustainable architecture. Uh, And so when I first moved out to San Francisco, um, I saw, hey, there are no there are no green roofs here. And I had done a huge green roof project uh, on one of the flagship buildings at Carnegie Mellon's campus. So I thought, hey, that's my expertise. I'm gonna bring green roofs to SF. Uh, and I did that, but it was crawling more on the pro bono side. Um, and then I realized, and, and then I got the, the tech bug. I, uh, I met a lot of other people out here and um, all very tech out in San Francisco. And we, I found this problem. Uh, and together we figured out that there was a tech solution to it. Uh, so that's kind of my how I got into startup. Yeah, let's get more into that. Back in 2006, you started a company called Wattbot that simplifies the process of buying energy efficient products. How did the idea come about and what did the site do? Totally, so Wattbot was a recommendation engine. It was a website, you would type in your address And then based on that, we would tell you what clean energy or renewable energy solution you should do and what the payback period was on it. So we would say, hey, for you in in this part of town and and this pitch of your roof and, you know, all this data that we knew about your your home just based on your address, we knew how old your house was and all of that, we could tell you if you should get solar panels or if you should just get a new refrigerator and the pros and cons of that and all coming down to to money. How are you going to save money on your energy bills? Um, but that really came to be because when I first moved out to San Francisco, you know, I went to my rooftop, I looked around and there was like no solar panels. And this is, this is like seven years ago. So there were tons of solar rebates and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. There's tons of rebates, but I like, don't see anything on any of these roofs. (laughs) What, what's going Mm -hmm. on? And then when I dug into it, I found, oh man, this is really overwhelming. There's a lot of different options. There's solar hot water, there's solar, there's a, you know, just solar energy, there's like, wow, there's a lot going on here and it's hard to figure out which one to do. And I realized that it was that paradox of choice because it was too overwhelming. A lot of people just weren't doing anything. So I uh, started Wattbot to really help people um, navigate that and make it super easy. And we'll do all the hard work for you. You just sit there, relax. We'll tell you what the best thing to do is. So that, that trusted source. Well, while you were at Wattbot, you were the VP of business development. Now, for me, working in business development in the past, one of my key rules is to always keep my pipeline full. No matter what, I need to be relying on multiple deals versus just one. Personally, it helps me keep a level head and not overthink the closing process. 
What are some key things you would recommend someone whose role is to find and acquire new customers for a business? Uh, I think you're exactly right. Same here. So, um, you know, I was a co-founder and VP of BizDev, but that was that was on the provider side, those solar energy providers, as well as consumers. So it was kind of a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, you have to have your strategy of like, okay, we're going to go after, you know, these this group of providers. I kind of grouped them into uh, like... Uh, reach providers, uh, you know, and then and then safety providers. So like, kind of like when I, you know, when you're applying to college, you had like your reach schools and your safety schools. <laughs> um, I kind of use those <laughs> two buckets. Like, who are the hard people to get? But if you get them, everyone else will follow. Uh, and then who are the ones that that are easier to get? And and they probably need you more than you need them. And so you know, a, a mix of both really keeps you on your feet. Following that, you co-founded a conference called FailCon that focuses on startup failure. Tell us about that experience producing events and networking with so many entrepreneurs. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it networking. It was more of, that was my, that was my group. That was my, my crowd, my community out here. I you know I, I'd done a startup um, and, you know, at the height of my first startup was when I started FailCon. Um, turns out my first startup, we went to go raise our Series A the the week the stock market crashed um so that was you know that was that <laughs> uh Philcon started before that um and uh and it was really just hey i had a coffee with you i had a phone call with you what you said was so insightful so helpful i want more people to know that story uh so you know we had like we had travis from uber and joe from airbnb and this is totally before you know they're such huge companies now but we had Travis up there when Uber wasn't even Uber yet. Like I think they were still called Uber car. And, you know, and Travis just talked about all these, all of his businesses previously that had not gone well. And now he was finally the one that was picking up steam. And so it was just, it was just a really great day of tons of high profile people that some businesses worked for them and some didn't. And, and, you know, they've been in troughs and now they're up in highs and, and uh, you know, we had, we had a co-founder of Evernote. Um, again, this is like way before like anyone really even knew about Evernote. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a great day to, to just hear stories and to make uh, talking about failure less taboo. And, you know, we stopped that conference after doing it for about five years. And we, had, we built it out internationally as well. Um, but because we felt, hey, everyone's actually talking about failure. So like our work here is done. Um, Again, when, when I started that, uh, no one was no one was talking about it, and we we're like, it's so it's okay, and yeah, it's hard and it sucks, and but like, let's just talk about it because we've all gone through it before. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Yeah, I really like the concept because outside of entrepreneurship, failure is viewed as a bad thing, but in reality, both failure and success are learning experiences when it comes to building a business. So what are some things you picked up working with other startups that you were able to apply later on? Yeah, you know, I think the most important lesson that I've learned, and I can't even say that I've fully learned it, as <laughs> I feel I learn it every day, every week, um, is that there's really no one right solution or one right way to do it. Uh, it's it's kind of like parenting. I'm a, I'm a mom of a two-year-old, and, you know, there's so many different ways to to help her uh, figure out who she is and, and, and help her be confident and, and, uh, help her to read, you know, there's, there's so many different ways and not just one right solution. 
And I think in the parenting world, it's super interesting, probably because there are more parents than there are entrepreneurs out there. In the parenting world, everyone gets that. Uh, in, in the startup world, I think it's still harder because if something was successful, then you thought, well, then just follow that recipe and then you'll get there. Um, but really mm -hmm. what I've learned from hearing all these stories and just being in this space for the past 10 years, being an entrepreneur, um, it's, it's hard and it's, uh, there's, there's no one right way to do it. And of course, when you have a success yourself, you think, well, <laughs> that's, that's because I did it the right way. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but so much of that is luck. So much of that is timing. Um, and you kind of don't know, and that's like super unsettling, but at the same time, I think that's what keeps us all going too, is like, well, if that didn't work, then try this, try this, try this. Um, and just going to have that energy and that drive to keep on, keep on covering up and figuring it out, turn over a new leaf. What, what's under that rock? Let's, let's keep on going. I'm going to figure this out. After your time at FailCon, you came out with an app that eliminates all the different hassles that comes with shopping for clothes. And your app has the ability to actually send a personal stylus to someone's house within an hour. So tell us, what sparked the idea and what opportunities did you see early on? Yeah, so that, again, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's in the shopping space and uh, it, it came from a personal problem. Similarly to Wattbot was another personal problem, right? It was super overwhelming to understand all the different rebates and all the different solutions you could do to lower your energy bill. Uh, with Boone and Gable, shopping is overwhelming. You know, there's there's gazillion different stores out there, different brands. There's always a new e-commerce site coming up. Uh, it's it's hard to go to the store. It's hard to find time to go to the stores. And even if you do find that time, you have to go to how many different stores to make sure you're not just dressing in one brand or one label. Um, and it, it it's just overwhelming. By the time you try everything on, and then you're like, oh, I don't feel like it anymore. Or, hey, how come I size six in this? And I used to be a size four, and now I don't even want anything. <laughs> it's it's a very inefficient way that that we shop right now. Uh, so again, that that came from that pain point of um, it was super overwhelming, and we think there's a simplified way. Uh, and so that that way is to bring a stylist, the style expert, to your house with 20 items that she has curated just for you. And we work with men and women. So you fill out your style profile, and then based on that, we know what items you would like or not. We bring them to you. You can try them on in your home, and the visit is only an hour, so super fast. And we help you try them on with all the clothes in your closet, so you really understand if that's a piece that you'll wear time and time again, or if, nah, that's not really my thing, and I don't really know what I would wear it with, so nah, I'm not going to get that. Uh, so we just think that's the best way to, to shop is to have someone curate that selection for you because it's too overwhelming and then help you try it on and see how to piece it together. And then whatever you don't want, we pay, take back to the stores for you. So again, another huge time saver. What I love about the idea is that in a world where retail stores are in a decline and internet celebrities are pushing products, you found a way to deliver more value and enhance the experience for the customer. Talk about the process of setting up a profile on Boone and Gable and the benefits of a stylist that comes to you. Totally. So yeah, like I said before, a lot of it is we can help you mix and match clothes with the items that are already in your closet. And so that's something that no one else can do and we can only do when we're in your home. So by having that person that's that's trusted and you're building a relationship, come to your home, they understand your lifestyle. They understand what you really need. Uh, unlike when you're at a store or when you're on a website, 
it's not it's not personalized enough. No one actually knows what you're looking for. You yourself may not even know what you're looking for. Um, so when you set up your style profile, we ask you what your prices, what your price ranges are for, you know, jackets, shoes, tops. We ask you uh, what sizes you are, obviously, and all those different things. And of course, for multiple sizes and everything, <laughs> so we can we can capture all of that. Um, and then and then we show you some photos that you can uh, swipe left and right on for, you know, I love those boots. I don't like that hat. Uh, I love that jacket. Uh, I, I love that shirt. And so based on that you know, we, we can figure out what, what you would need. Fashion, like you mentioned, is specific to the person. Everyone has a different style. So how do you tailor the outfits to the customer's personal style? Yeah, so we, we ask we a lot more questions in the style profile too. Because again, if we're going to come to your home for an hour, we want to make sure we make the use out of that time for you and for us. And so we ask things like, where do you work? And obviously, if you work at a startup, that's very different than if you work at a law firm. And then what type of work do you do? So maybe you're at a startup and you do marketing, but maybe you're at a law firm and you're biz dev. So that's different than the lawyers that are in court, or that's different than the lawyers that work with startups. So it's really that, you know, triangulating that of where do you work? What type of work do you do? Those we've really found are, are the biggest factors because that's what you'll be wearing, that, that dress code or whatever that that lifestyle is on where you work, that's what you wear five days a week. Uh, so, you know, that's the majority of your time. So if we can figure that out and hone in on that, uh, then, then, you know, that's great for both sides. And our stylists are always local to that market. So, you know, if, if your stylist in Atlanta, they're going to know what the trends are in Atlanta. They're going to know what, uh, what a law firm in Atlanta wears opposed to a law firm in San Francisco, which is a lot more casual. Right. So uh, it's really that that local knowledge and knowing uh, knowing where you work and what you do and kind of what what your typical outfits are for for the week. The stylist is an important piece of the puzzle. What's your plan to scale this and get qualified stylists to service all the major cities throughout the U.S.? Is it to hire them all internally or is it to have more of a Uber style sign up process for the stylist? Yeah, so. Unlike Uber, you won't just be able to apply online and then ready, set, go. Uh, we want to we want to meet you. We want to see if 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 you really get our clientele. Um, so we have we have a whole interview process that that is really great, and the stylists really love it because they get to learn about the company when they do that. They get to learn about who our type of client is. Again, that super busy professional that just doesn't have time to go shopping. Um, you know, there are other types of shoppers that. Maybe they're more used to working with that just want the trendiest thing off the runway. And we have to educate those stylists and say, that's not really who our client is. Our client is just that everyday guy or girl that is, uh, is just busy and overwhelmed with their life as is and is trying to simplify that. And so we want to help them with, with everyday basics. And yes, we want to help them with, with more unique pieces too, but they're not the people that want stuff right off the runway, right? And so anyway, you, you have to really help the stylist to understand who the client base is and, and why people are coming to them. And then they understand how, how it all fits together. Um, so yeah, we, we work with stylists in the local areas, like, like I've said before about those trends. Um, so they really understand the people and the type of work and just what's, what's on the streets, what, what people are actually uh, wearing. Well, you and your team have definitely separated yourself in the market. What are some of the benefits you see selling fashion in a digital world right now? 
Yeah, so, you know, we're offline and online, kind of that, that mix. Uh, so we're, we're part digital, part not. Uh, we take the clothes from the physical stores and then bring them to the client's home. Uh, and then we bring those clothes back to the stores for whatever the client doesn't want. So there's uh, the huge benefit to us is that, is that it's, it's omni-channel and it's, it's where the customer is right now and that's where we're servicing him and her. Uh, so we're in we're in the home, and there's nothing that there's nothing that beats that. Your services are currently available in San Francisco, and you plan to expand to more cities in the future. Can you give our audience of entrepreneurs some insight into the benefits of starting small with a targeted group and scaling in response to your growth? Yeah, so we're figuring out how to grow that the reach and and that client base locally, and that's you know, again, for like an e-commerce site, right? They can ship to Alabama and Atlanta and San Francisco, you know, from day one, easy. Uh, for us, it's more, how do you grow that density? How do you make sure everyone in San Francisco knows Boone and Gable, who we are, what we do, what we stand for? Um, and so it's, uh, it, it's, it's a different challenge, but it's an exciting one. Um, and I think you do have to really stay focused and get that local buzz. And then it's that much easier to to punch out that next city, and you kind of know what worked, and you had your playbook, so to speak. And yeah, that's going to change from city to city. But uh, if you just kind of launched everywhere at once, you would be you'd be unfocused, and uh, and and you wouldn't be very efficient in terms of the the operations of the company. Thanks for that info, Diane. Is there anything you want to tell our audience before you go? I guess my, my one piece of advice would just be uh, if, if you're thinking about starting something or if you already have, you know, just talk to more and more people about it. The more you talk about it, the more it becomes real. Um, and if you're, if you're struggling with stuff, don't keep that inside either. Again, you know your business better than anyone else, but the more and more conversations you have, the, the more and more it helps you kind of um, get, get through those. Diane, that was a great interview. You definitely gave our listeners a lot of information that they could use. And I look forward to seeing your company grow and spread across the globe. Now, for our listeners, make sure you download the Boone and Gable app now and tell us what you think. If you want to hear more interviews like this, follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm the host, Rodrigo Ballone.